he's not a myth. He's not a bird of legend. He's real. Real as raincoats. Talk about that bird of salesmanship. Oh, Jonathan Livingston's cell goal is flying. Spreading his wings wide like he spreads savings. Look at that wingspan, like a giant sail. And speaking of sail, salesmanship. Let me tell you, man, that bird, Jonathan Livingston Selgo, knows his name. He's got a heavy burden, man. He's got to carry all the smodco on his back. Feed him. Feed him so he can eat. Spitting that food back into my mouth and Jay's mouth like baby birds. Oh, the bird of salesmanship is flying, children. Look up. This week in Smodco, man, there's some here's some free shit you can check out. Let's start with that. We've come to the end of our season on Spoilers, our movie show, man, over at Hulu.com. Check out this uh, season finale, hopefully not the series finale, season finale uh, that's up right now. Uh, we see the Born Legacy, and I sit down and talk to Gerard Way from My Chemical Romance. A wonderful interview, if I do say so by himself. And he plays a little song they wrote for his uh, his daughter. It's adorable, man. So peep that out. It's over at Hulu.com. Or, you know, if you go to Smodcast.com slash spoilers slash choose, then uh, we'll give you the links to go to the watch spoilers in the U.S. and watching in Canada. Um, what else can I tell you about? New podcast that I'm involved in up this week. Ones that I've cut myself, have my hands all over. Brand new Babylon right now. You can listen to it. Uh, you can peep out clips from that same brand new Babylon with me and Ralph Garman. Uh, YouTube slash loud, the loud channel at YouTube. Uh, I think they'll be up very, very, they're up right now. If they're not, they'll be up tomorrow. But peep out uh, some highlights from the, the recent show at San Juan Capistrano, man. YouTube slash loud. Uh, what other podcasts? I'm brand new fat man on Batman this week where we sit down with the Batman himself. I knew that excites you, bird. Kevin Conroy is our guest. A fantastic, uh, fascinating interview. And he gets real, real quick, man. So peep that out. If you've been enjoying that fat man, Batman series, this episode is prime, prime fat man on Batman cuts. Uh, also, brand new is the new Smodcast, where me and Mo sit back and listen to uh, phone messages from the Clerks era. So it's a good time there. A lot of Smodco slash View Askew, rather, history. You might not have known Clerks history specifically. We fill in little gaps and whatnot. Uh, okay, now you got to start buying some shit, man. Um, of course, there'll be a brand new Jane Bob Get Old this week you can listen to. Um, and, uh, of course, all the other episodes of, of the various podcasts on Smodcast.com. Go to Smodcast.com, man, and uh, look at the whole network. Make your choices. Bird of Salesmanship's got a brother, man. Bird of obnoxious amounts of podcasts. And that bird has shit all over Smodcast.com, literally. So you can listen to tons and tons and tons of great audio. Go over there. Um, all right, here's some shit you got to pay for, man. Smartcade, don't forget you can buy games. Me and Muse for your iPad, your iPhone. Smartcade.com, S M A R C A D E.com for a free game called Let's Us Dance and a game you got to pay 99 cents for, you cheap son of a bitch. And that's called Too Fat to Fly. 
Um, okay, here's the other bigger stuff to pay for, man. The big ticket items. The August dates spread out across uh, the land where you can see Smodco shows everywhere. Uh, first up, uh, hey, Florida, pull out your lightsaber, man. Turn it on for me. Or if not, you just pull out the shaft. I'll turn it on for you. Come on, Mon Mothma. Show me your areola. Oh, it's going to be a sexy Star Wars Q&A. It's Star Wars Celebration 6, August 23rd, 7 p.m. at the Orange County Convention Center, the Chapin Theater. Come see me. Ask me anything. It's kind of like a Reddit. Ask me anything in real life. Um, but it'll be very Star Wars-centric, I assure you. Day after that, wing your ass up to Toronto. Toronto, Canada, T-Dot, man, for the Fan Expo, August 24th, happening uh, right there in, in the heart of Toronto, man. For tickets, go to uh, csmod.com, and we'll point you in the direction to pick up the Fan Expo tickets and watch me and Muse do Jay and Silent Bob get old. A very next night, man, come with us. Make it a road trip. We're going to Ottawa, son. We're going up to the nation's capital. Going to talk some business and politics. Maybe look for Alanis Morissette's hometown. No, we're going to do Hollywood Babylon that night. That's right. Me and Ralph doing our Canadian debut for Hollywood Babylon, August 25th. That's a Saturday night right up there in Ottawa. Ottawa Babylon. Uh, my Ottawa debut as well uh, at the Centerpoint Theater. Tickets available at CSMOD. Uh, .com. Now, uh, just looking ahead, uh, it's not set in stone yet, but I'm pretty sure it's going to happen. Make way, bird. I got to give them some news. They're going to like this. It's going to make them happy. As happy as you. It's not happy that bird is. Is that bird happy? Sure it is. Uh, August 26th. That's the day after the Babylon, uh, Ottawa Babylon gig. We're going to be in Jersey and New York because it uh, looks like maybe, knock wood, they're going to be having a screening of clerks in Central Park uh, on Sheep's Meadow. That's August 26th. So if you're east, come to that. But if I can't, let me tempt you to come east with something else, man. Uh, that day, earlier that day, we're going to do a signing at Jane and Silent Bob's Secret Stash of uh, my book, Tough Shit. And we're shooting it for comic book men. You want to be on comic book men? Our show on AMC? You want to breathe the same air as Don Draper? on amc man of course you do then definitely come on out come to the signing august 26th jay and silent bob secret stash get your tough shit sign and also man get your shit or get your ass right on television why can't you be a fucking television star why should it just be walking dead breaking bad no let it be you you're the star of this show and that bird of course uh, so leave that time aside. We're going to be shooting the comic book men all that week as well. I'm going to stick around Jersey for a week and be shooting some of that comic book men action. Cause season two is coming, kids. Coming in the fall. Coming hard all over your face, neck, chest, eyes a little bit. Wash that shit out. Uh, okay, so there it is, man. That's the August schedule. You got free shit. You got shit to buy. You got some shit to think about, man. I want you to go out and think. Think Smodco. And when you think of Smodco, see it. Envision it on the back of the bird of salesmanship. Smodco Podcast. Check it out right here, man. Smodcast.com.
This is Kelly Carlin, and welcome to Waking from the American Dream. Six years old in the summer of 69. Ten o'clock was way past my bedtime in my tiny Texas town. The world seemed small when the sun went down, and the moon was just a word in a nursery rhyme. But all that changed one night in late July. Glued to the TV screen, eyes on the sky. And I can tell you what I thought when I saw that astronaut step out on the moon. I said goodbye. Carrie Cooper with Anything is Possible. Um, I was just telling my guest, Craig, uh, where I met Carrie. I have these kind of famous parties here. We call them the Polymind Commune Hangs. And uh, a friend of mine, Eric Schwartz, who I play Eric's stuff on here all the time, uh, he was here and he's like, oh, my friend Carrie's got like a six-hour layover in LAX and I live right by LAX. And can she come over? I'm like, oh, God, of course. I mean, hello. And so she comes and she's got this little ukulele case, you know, and we're kind of playing a little bit of music here and singing. And he's like, can she play something? I'm like, yeah, I want to hear her play the ukulele. 
And she just started playing these songs. And I was just like, how do people like this wander into my house? What kind of blessing is going on here? It's it's amazing. So uh, check Carrie Cooper out. Uh, and it's C- C-A-R-Y. God, my C's are really sitting in here just today. Uh, and uh, oh, that's better. Uh, Carrie Cooper, I'm sure it's CarrieCooper.com. I mean, how could it not be? Because it's everyone's name.com these days. You basically, I think when you're born, you just come with a .com now. It's on your birth certificate. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Naming children, you have to actually do a search first. Yes, a URL search <laughs> now. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Alice. You have uh, to go to GoDaddy before you <laughs> become a daddy. Well, hello. <laughs> uh, so, um... So anything's possible. I, I love that song because uh <laughs> boy man, because sometimes I don't feel like anything is possible in the world. Uh I was hanging out with some friends last night on a teleconference. A really cool teacher that I have, a guy named Patrick Ryan. He's a life coach and does vision quest stuff and he was like he went off and became a Buddhist monk for a year and worked with shamans in Mexico. He's done all this amazing searching and and he was rem- he was asking the question, you know, what what takes away your peace in the world? And I said, well, you know, this really chaotic, crazy world right now is what takes. I'm kind of good on the mental inner life thing. I, I've got that. I mean, you know, not always handled, but I know where it's coming from. But the world freaks me out these days. And um, and he like remind. It was such an interesting perspective. He said that he goes, yes, there are more people on earth than there has ever been. And that just gives me anxiety right there. We've got to feed all these people. These people are going to want cars and VCRs or DVRs or whatever. And then he said, he goes, so therefore, I believe that there are also more people on this planet at this time who are actually living joyful, fulfilled lives. And I was like, wow, that's a great reframe. Hello. And he reminded us that um, the news would never report that. <laughs> and 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 I and I do you know it's interesting. I when I decided to plug into social media about four years ago, right after my dad died, and I thought, okay, I'm going to kind of go out into the world now and become part of the conversation out there. I knew I was going to be giving up something. And part of it was that I I had sheltered myself, not in a naive way, but sheltered myself in a way to to keep balance of media versus other ways of looking at the world. And I do now immerse myself because, you know, we're all plugged into social media. What's on the social media all day long? Political points of view, political arguments, political this, political chaos, political urgency, political the sky is falling – all day long, and it does start to take its toll. And so I really am thinking about that today, the balance between my own need to be informed and not be an ostrich with my head in the sand, which do ostriches really do that? Um, And yet um, know that there are other stories that just aren't being told out there. And there are other there are other perspectives. And it's the news's job to bring urgency to everything. So we, I really, you know, there's a part of me that really believes, man, like the, the car is going to drive off the cliff any minute now. And yet that just might not be so. Hmm. 
what an interesting thought. Um, and, and so, and, and some things this week that kind of added, I had a really bad weekend. I had one of those weekends where I did not want to be part of the human species. I wanted to just be in the cave and watch reruns of top chef masters and, um, uh, anything to do with cycling. I'm totally obsessed with cycling. So I've been watching the cycling lately, but the two things that really were, uh, making me depressed this week was the whole, Aiken legitimate rape thing, which just when I learned, and I don't know if you people folks out there listening know the reasoning behind this, but I read an article about it. I can't remember who it was. I think it was on Politico. This guy says, look, my mother, I grew up in a, in a really anti-abortion household and this, and this is the reasoning behind this. The reasoning is that they really believe that a woman's body will shut down if it's she's really in terror and therefore the sperm will not mate with the egg. But if she's not in legitimate terror or if she's enjoying it a little bit, this egg and sperm will get together and make a baby and therefore she should be forced to have the child. So that's actually there. There is this definition of legitimate rape. And I thought, wow, all that science and biology we've been doing the last couple of hundred years just really went out the window. Uh, these are people who were went to college and think this. I it's just so that depressed me. And then, and then the filmmaker Tony Scott suicide really. I mean, it was here locally on this incredible bridge in Long Beach, and he got out of his Prius and jumped. And here's a man that looks like he has everything to live for. And you know, first it was a, maybe a brain tumor, and now the family's saying he didn't. His you know it wasn't that, and he, it wasn't a health issue. And then I'm thinking, Jesus, if it's not a fucking health issue, what the hell is that about? And that depressed me. So I just wanted to be in the cave. And then Phyllis Diller. Hmm. It's just, it was a sad week. Lots of deaths and, uh, always brings up grief, you know, my own grief. Um, but man, Phyllis lived a hell of a long, fabulous life. I highly recommend her, um, memoir if you've never read it. I don't remember the name of it. I read it because I did an interview with her. And there's actually an interview, if you go online, uh, Phyllis Diller at laugh.com, or it's on comedy. I did an hour-long interview with her, and uh, best afternoon of my life. This woman was into, um, not positive thinking, but into understanding intention in your life um, and and goal setting way before it was, like way before New Age and human potential movements, when people were doing this in the 30s and 40s and 50s, you know, working with science of mind is what it was. And she started doing that in her 50s. She wrote out what she wanted, the size of house, how many cars and everything. And all of it came true. She just, she went, she used to have this list and she would go over it every single day and she made it happen. She she was an amazing woman and a hell of a drinker. Last time I saw her, I was at a birthday party at Roseanne's house, and I looked over, and this woman, I think she had three martinis and was barely even buzzed. <laughs> <laughs> and she was she was 94 at the time. I can't even imagine into that laugh, that fabulous laugh. So lovely Phyllis Diller. So I'm feeling better. I'm feeling better today. Got some things done, trying to participate in the human species and all that kind of stuff. And um, and I have a friend of mine here today. So I'm very excited about this. My guest is uh, Craig Shoemaker. Craig is one of those stand-up comedians that it's interesting, you know, because there's a big, big wide world of stand-up comedy. And, you know, there's a lot of these people who do, uh, you know, uh, you know, there's, there's the George Carlins of the world who are out there trying to find the line in every moment and scare the shit out of their audience in every moment. And then there's Carrot Top. 
<laughs> and 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 so there's this wide berth of comedy. I can't wait to hear where I am in this graph. No, no, exactly. And and, and the thing is, is that you know, I think growing up as my dad's daughter. Uh, I didn't have a lot of exposure to a wide range, except for like the old school guys, you know, right. wide range of comedy. And then I met Craig and I swear to God, Craig, you're one of those people that when I go to your show, no matter how many times in you change your show all the time, but you have certain bits you do. Right. My face hurts so hard at, at like 20 minutes in and I'm screwed for the entire hour <laughs> plus now because literally my sides and my face, you are hands down one of the funniest, consistently funniest human beings on Thank earth. You. So I, I actually, that's, that's the compliment that I, I get often. I, and I enjoy that compliment is that something's hurting in someone. Yes. I believe that they're, you know, there's, it's, it's a manifestation of some pain that they're having. Uh, and that's the release. That's the release point is their jaw. I've heard I've That's heard great. the review of yeah. um in Nashville she says I threw up in my mouth but you were so good I swallowed it so I didn't miss anything <laughs> That was my greatest wow, compliment. Wow, that's a fantastic. That was group. I put that at the top of my ahead of the L.A. Times. He's really fun. I had to put that at the top of the uh, of the poster. I swallowed my vomit for you. Yeah, because I didn't want to miss a thing. And but I hear I heard teeth hurt the other day. I heard oh, teeth hurt. Yeah. Wow. And I I really don't uh, like to let up. You and I uh, talked about uh, doing a one person show, and one of the mm -hmm. scariest things about a one person show is no laughs for yep. five minutes. Yep. Yep. And I did one before, and it's frightening. I go every five seconds. It's like pummeling. I, yeah. I consider it like I'm a boxer, and I'm not going to let you yes. have one moment uh, to uh, to do anything but laugh. Right. And right. and that's that's what my my goal is. I need to take a pause though. I take the water, and yeah. even then, I'm drinking <laughs> <Silly>. during. <laughs> During the drink, I'm, I'm like talking like Aqua Boy, still trying to tell a joke because I can't stand the silence. So, I'm getting better, though. Yeah. So what's in that silence that's so scary? Yeah, it's interesting. You would say that. Now, we're, now you're back to be my therapist. I know. Did we, did, we'll did get, we tell we'll that part? <laughs> now you're back. What's, if More. that could speak, if that silence could speak, what would it say, Craig? Yeah. Yeah. I thought about that. Yeah. And it is the, it's the discomfort. Uh, here's what it is. I really love doing that one person show. Mm -hmm. I mean, I went five minutes talking about being kidnapped and molested. Yes. And you talk about silence. Mm -hmm. And it was really comfortable for me, believe it or not, because they were there to see that. Right. The expectation is different. Exactly. Yeah. And I wish I could do more of that. Mm -hmm. But when it's a stand up show and then you're talking over alcohol. Yeah. You're trying to, talk through their into their alcohol yeah. it's not the greatest state of being for someone that wants you to think and feel and have consciousness so i kind of rush it sometimes and i'm i'm aware of it I'm, yeah. I'm aware of it and yet it still works because i'm actually on this run of standing ovations wow like at this club i just uh did six night i did six shows all six shows standing ovations. i said oh do they do this a lot here they said maybe once a month we'll see one <gasps> And I was like, oh, wow. And then I went to the next place. It was the same thing. Wow. And I'm not saying it in a braggy way. Yeah. What I'm saying is I really put it all out there. You my do. You my do, influence babe. is not your dad, believe it or not. You know who it is? Bruce Springsteen. Wow. I saw him in 1984. I was a that's... kid. I saw him in 1984. And I went, that's what I want to do on stage. That really fits, Craig. Bring it from the heels. Yep. Give him everything you have. And empty yourself out completely. Empty... Yeah. I've never put it that way, but that's exactly right. Yeah. And I had chills when I saw this guy. Tell the truth. Yep. 
his interstitial stuff. I remember him, I, to this day, I can remember the story about him going to Graceland and sl- sneaking in, mm-hmm. and he brought us into his life. And that's mm-hmm. what I try to do on stage. I say, mm-hmm. you know, I wasn't always that way. I did a bunch of impressions. I wanted to be Rich Little. That was right. my influence. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, I, I could even do Rich Little. I could do an impression of, <laughs> Hi, I'm Rich Little. Hi, I'm Rich Little. <laughs> Wow. All my impressions. I met him, by the way. I thought he'd be a great guy. He's an asshole. <laughs> I was so. And that took me down. Yeah. That took me down. Sometimes I used to see him in Love to... American style when oh. I was a kid. He, he played the guy that couldn't be himself and he was doing impressions. I go, that's what I want to do. I want to be the next him, the guy that doesn't know who he is. <laughs> that's my goal is to be Rich Little. Hi, I'm Rich Little. And here's another Ronald Reagan impression and Johnny Carson rolled up into one. <laughs> And I try to, uh, and I just wanted to emulate him. I've been emulating a guy who emulates. It made no sense whatsoever. But once I kind of made this transformation in the mid-90s, I had uh, a a manager. Mm -hmm. For once, a manager actually did some good. (laughs) They had advice. Strange. It is very strange. Hasn't happened since, by the way. And it stuck with me. He said... The people, you know, the people, the Hollywood people, they, they need you to have a point of view. Mm-hmm. I said, what if my point of view is that I don't have a point of view? And then I would argue with them, you know, right, defensive. Yes. Yeah. Jerry Seinfeld didn't have a point of view. Look at all the money he made. Look how he did. Right. You know, it's a show about nothing. I said, <laughs> I got a show about a little something that says nothing. <laughs> so he said, and I, it did resonate with me eventually mm-hmm. when I got away from the defense. And I said, you know what? Go out and be you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so all the stories I tell in my act, except for the love master, it's the only thing it's not true. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I mean, I have a decent penis, but nothing like that. I'm not really poking you in the eye. But everything I tell is the truth. And the other thing that happened was, you know, I got the reputation, oh, he's a thief or a hack and all that kind of stuff. And I said, enough of this. Hmm. And you know what? They were right. You know, hmm. they, they weren't right necessarily. You know, it's like a little little borrow here or a little like, you know, a parallel thought and things right. like that. right. I don't have it anymore because I just tell stories about what happens in my life. So unless you have a belly dancing mother and a grandmother <laughs> smokes and grows reefer and nine stepfathers and all that, right? Then you know you're definitely taking from me because that's just that's my life and that's what goes on stage. Well, and that's the risk I think you have to do to find your own point of view yeah. is to be willing to literally you have to find it you can't mm-hmm. you can't pre-think it you can't intellectualize point. your yeah. point of view yeah. you have to go out there and start telling your story telling about your life and whatever and, and it all of a sudden it's like oh there's my point of view it's kelly carlin or it's craig shoemaker yeah. or like and it and it, there is it takes you a while to get that of course though. i mean i had to have that manager say that and yeah. that being a bottom if you will yeah where you say all right i'm not going to fight this anymore mm-hmm. I, i'm going to have to like examine this closer and the more that I do that, the more I examine myself, the better I am, you know, authentically yeah. and uh, organically. And that's what comes out of me. You were talking about politics earlier. By the way, you know, I, t- I come from a, pla- a first-person place of this is what Craig Shoemaker does. These are my experiences, of which you can't deny, by the mm-hmm, way. Mm-hmm. So if I talk politics, I usually talk about a, a place where I'm coming from, right. having nothing to do with any information I get anywhere. Right, right. So I've removed myself. I'm on a news fast. Right. I don't know if you knew this about me, wow. but for about 13 years now, no news. God. I will scan it to get the general. You know, right. I, I know about Aiken. Make All sure, you need is a few lines. Make sure the, the guy white, says, Make sure the legit- White House is still there. What's that? Make sure the White House is still standing. Yeah, it's, it's there. <laughs> you know, you got your Chick fil A still there. Congress and is still fucked up. I got my, I got my one liners. Right. You know, you get the what? All you need to hear mm-hmm. is one mm-hmm. line basically of fact. Okay. Yep. Those are the facts. Yep. Okay. 
Then the spin takes place. Right. That's where the news is gone. Yeah. And this is what I tell everyone. They say liberal media. Even that is a misnomer. Oh, because completely. All, I did, all Craig Shoemaker did was look at the news. All you have to do is say, wait a minute. Every single one of them. It cannot be liberal because they're all <laughs> sponsored by corporations. Exactly. So therefore... Even saying liberal media is incorrect. Yeah. And you can't fight me on that. Yeah. Yeah. I had a, I am having a disagreement as usual on Facebook, of which I've changed many minds. <laughs> I can't tell you the amount of people that have come to me and say, thanks to you, Craig, I have a whole new way of, I'm actually voting for someone different now. I'm going libertarian. I've changed my party. Because of you, Craig. <laughs> exactly. Because of your posts that are n- 900 words long. <laughs> The comment boxes have actually cut me off. I've been censored by comment boxes. It just stops me. I swear, I can't, but I can't prevent myself from doing this. And that, again, is me. Right. It's like I see something and I know that someone can think this thing better. Mm-hmm. I think better of people. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, at one at a time, you never know when it's going to happen. You know, I just got together with Rosie O'Donnell last week. I hadn't seen her. I did not cause the heart attack. I was going to say, is this pre or post heart this attack? This was right before, Jeez. and and by the way, had a giant soda at the movies and a big, huge hot dog in the morning, nachos. It might have led to it. But I was talking about this. You never know when something's going to click later on. Mm. Because I want to r- write a book. I actually have a book coming out. It's called God's a Slow Motherfucker. <laughs> so fucking true. <laughs> Everything is slow yeah. in the world of spirit. Right. Even building of even like rock formations. How yeah. long does that take? <laughs> the most beautiful things in the world take a long time. Yep. The ugliest things, like a show about Kardashians, <laughs> takes a minutes. minute. It takes a minute. <laughs> exactly. It takes a minute of thought. I mean, really, is there any conscious thinking going on with these shows? No, yeah. there's not. Every reality show, there's nothing on yeah. that you're going, oh, wow. This is so deep. This is con- I'm connecting with this. I'm resonating with this. This has changed my life. At an entirely different level. No, you're not thinking along those lines. Yeah. But, but I want to write this book called God's a Slow Motherfucker because the, the reason for the title is it's like you get mad. You just go, why is it taking you so long, mm-hmm. you motherfucker? Mm-hmm. But I still honor you <laughs> and still believe in you right. of, of this uh, spirit, if you will, or, or I call it the big G. That's my God. It's right. the big G. I my dad big called G's it the charge. big electron. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. That's who's he in charge. He believed in electricity. That's yeah. what was his thing. Yeah. That's how he... Per- Whatever you want to deem exactly. it. You can deem the coffee cup. Whatever it, it is that it, guides you right. in a different way than... Beyond ego. Oh, yeah, which is edging God out, which is a great acronym for right. me. That's worked for me many times because when I my ego takes over, not good results. Temporary results are good. Right. Right? Right. Seemingly, the illusion is that they're good, mm-hmm. but they're not good in the long run. And that's where God's a slow motherfucker. <laughs> when, when you have things, you know, I went through hell, as you know, with my ex-wife mm-hmm. and still do. Mm. And that process has led to... um absolute pain the worst pain of my entire life yeah i was kidnapped and molested as you know this is far worse mm-hmm. it was enduring pain mm-hmm. it was pain that i had no idea when i first got that call that uh i, I called back this i don't know how personal you want to get on yeah, this show we get very personal here i got this call uh from child services and i called them back thinking i'm a big of service guy i was right. telling, even on facebook i really believe i'm being of service i'll get back to the rosie o'donnell story in a second right but I get this call, and they said, call child services. Oh, I must be helping someone. Right. I call them up. They go, your children are in the hospital right now having anal exams. Wow. And, and I said, what? And they said, 
we can't tell you anymore because you're the one who's being accused. And I, what? I was in San Francisco. It was as if I got shot with mm. a cannon. Mm. I could hardly move. I could hardly breathe. I couldn't walk. I couldn't put one foot in front of the other. Devastated. And then I'm starting to say, what's this about? How did this happen? Da, 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 da. And she's starting to give me little bits of information to child services. And now I'm starting to get angry. Mm-hmm. So guess what? It, I'm now becoming the guy that she's accusing me of being. Right, right. Because so she, now I'm angry and pissed off. I'm going, can't you be a human being? Right, right. Tell me what's going on here. Right, right. So that was the day mm. where the tremendous growth and transformation had to take place. Because where am I going to go from there? Right. That's the bottom. Yeah. You can't get any more bottom than that. You're going to be accused of molesting your own children. Yeah. That you love so dearly. Mm. And uh, so here's the God's a slow motherfucker. You see who I walked in with. Right. My son. Yes. Who cannot wait to hang out with me. Yeah. I mean, he's here, you know, he's going. He's hanging out with my husband right now, actually, technically. uh, (laughs) Literally hanging out with your husband right now going, what the hell am I doing here? He just wants to be with his dad. Yeah. And people always said that all during this, again, having faith. Right. In the electrons or whatever you want to call it. Right. That everything's going to be okay. Mm. For a panicker like me, that's where I come from. Mm-hmm. That's a difficult thing yeah. to trust Trusting and to is have hard. faith. And that's what I was going to say about when you, were, when you opened up with this, um, you know, the bombardment that you had yeah. this week of death and mayhem and chaos mm-hmm. and, um, and political and ignorance. Uh, oh, God. The yeah. level of ignorance. And it looks like it's so powerful and it's so there when yeah. there are millions upon millions, billions of people that have nothing to do with that. They don't even know who Aiken is. They're in other countries. Yeah. They're, they're just having their good old time. They're going to the river and bringing back some water to the family. Yeah, yeah. They're whittling. <laughs> they're whittling. <laughs> Whatever the hell they do when you live a simple life. And that's what it all boils down to. It complexes your life when you focus upon these yeah, things. Yeah, yeah. And now that I married my little hippie, my eco girl, <laughs> which is awesome, Yes. we have a simple life. Yeah. That's and that's nice. what I'm now putting on. You talked about Phyllis with the intentions yeah my intentions are so simple right now i have no intention of a you know a car that's faster than someone else's right like i'm gonna race <laughs> like i'm gonna be on the freeway <laughs> vroom, vroom, and pull up to somebody and go look what i have exactly and by the way once you have those things it's no pleasure it, it's meaningless yeah let's say you have this giant house with picassos and stuff like that and i've been in those houses mm-hmm. the entire time there's no laughter yeah there's nobody they're giving you a tour of their crap yeah right that they accumulated and they're worrying about how they're going to lose it and how to protect it that's exactly right and yeah. i'm thinking to myself we're not laughing on this tour as a matter of fact quite Frankly, I resent you. <laughs> I resent you for even having me on this tour and showing me what you have and what I don't have. Because yeah. that's all you're doing is going, let me, he's going, let me show you another room that you don't have. Right. Okay. And, and so yeah. it makes no sense. There's no joy and there's no happiness. Mm. There's no glee. Mm. And there is in the simple life. Well, and I think, you know, it takes so much time in a life. And I think it happens at a certain age, if you're lucky, where you recognize what it is that does is of value to do you and what does yeah. make you happy and and really what joy is about and and I mean I, you know I talk about it on the show growing up in this town and growing up oh. with all the Hollywood stuff around me you've got it on steroids yeah the and, outside yeah crap. and you know and you've got one value system at home and then mm-hmm. another value system at school and then of course the culture has and now the culture these days I don't know how kids live you know bombarded by like the Kardashians and yeah. all that crap yeah. but to to have the courage to step away from what the culture wants to hand you and the shininess of this business. I mean, you know, we started the conversation with you, you know, like 
afraid to fill, you know, needing to fill all the silence so that the laughter keeps coming because there is a part of us, those of us who sign up for this entertainment industry thing, there's, there is some part of us. It's like, look at me. I am clever. I am funny. Watch what I can do. Mm-hmm. And so there's that going in. Mm-hmm. And, and, and so it's like learning to not be a slave of that in such a way that that's the only thing that fills you, but to learn to find joy in the playing of that and saying, okay, yeah, I'm someone who actually does want to get on a stage and have people look at me. I know it's crazy. Most people don't want that, but I want that. Mm-hmm. And, and, and how do I not make it? the thing that defines or I, makes my identity and yet just is a part of what it, I do. And, and it's a it's a real rub that we go through, too, because you have the ego of, well, I have to have somewhat of an ego to promote myself, you to do. get people to sit in the yep. seats, that pay the money, yep. to keep me doing what I do. And to shine the light on me and not on them. Yeah, I will tell you, I'll, I'll differ with you in one respect, at least for me, is I actually am not driven by that anymore. Right. I was driven at first to get laid, <laughs> you know, uh-huh. to have a job I didn't have to, I, where I could drink and use drugs until the wee hours and right. then wake up at one. Right, right, you know, That's right. my morning. It was a lifestyle choice. Yeah. It's, <laughs> those, these were a lot of choices that I, were, I was trying to get my mom and my dad to love me. Yes. Which right. that never took place. Right. Literally to this day, mm-hmm. neither one will say the words. <laughs> I wrote my dad. Uh, I had my wife write him a, a note because I was on the road with pictures of the kids and, and some, and some medicine, some mm-hmm. medicine because he has cancer. And I have this liquid nutritional and I said, you know, okay, send it to him and send these things. And he, this is how he talked to me. I go, he goes, Oh, that Mika. That's my wife. Yeah. Oh, Mika, she's something else. She put love on the note. She said love at the end of it. I go, dad, I told her to let oh, Mika. Something else, you put love. Mm. I go, I told her to say that. I love you. Do you hear me? Mm. Uh, that Mika. <laughs> so yeah. That's something else. He, I was saying it time and time again. He couldn't take it in. Mm-hmm. Still can't say it. My mother can't say it. Hasn't talked to me in years. And it's just, it, I used to be driven by them yep. thinking that that would be, that would be the goal. Right. And then if, know, if I am that, then they will have to love me. Exactly. Yeah. It doesn't motivate me anymore. Literally what motivates me now is I'm meant to do this Yes. in whatever form, mm-hmm. and I'm going to be of service to the people and make their teeth hurt or whatever <laughs> or it is. Or vomit in their mouth. Or what, vomit in their mouth or have ad- <laughs> abdominal strains, whatever yeah. it is that, you know, I've, I've actually caused births. <laughs> People have told me they couldn't wow. have kids, and they see my show. Every guy tries to be the love master. Boom. That's happened many times, by the way. That's I have great. a photo of a kid that was conceived in the Ontario Mills Mall parking lot after my show, immediately in the car, oh and this little kid pops out who's laughing, and I have a photo of him. Oh, that's great. And I oh. cannot tell you the amount of people that I told my friends, Brett and Mindy, I said, listen, you go to my show. They're having trouble keeping the child, whatever. Boom. Mm-hmm. Boom. They go to the show. He tries to be the love master. Like, hey, baby. They all sound like Kermit. <laughs> I'm the love master. And, every, and now everybody's laughing. Things are loose. They're right. not saying we're trying to have right, a child. Right. There's none of that. Right. That's what laughter does is it cuts through all that and it changes the entire energy. Yep. And sure enough, they have a baby that was born uh, seven days uh, from my adopted child and we use their breast milk for our child. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So it was all, it all came around. Wow. You know, I said, look, go get the laughter. You know, you're having trouble. And, and the guy that directed the, the Love Master movie, 
Same thing. I went and got sandwiches. He pretended he was the love master. <laughs> Kayla was conceived. And I can't tell you the amount of examples of this. It changes the whole dynamic, yeah. the whole energy. Yeah. It changes once you get to laughter. So that's where I'm, I'm, I'm coming from that space mm-hmm. is this isn't about me anymore. Look, it wasn't going to work out. One time I won this independent film festival. I was backstage. I was so excited. I don't know if I ever told you this story. Robin Williams is standing there. And my mom loves Hollywood like celebrities. Every uh, time she comes, she goes, I want to see celebrity. Right. Celebrities. So I go, <laughs> all right, I'll find you some. And, uh, and I'll find you some. I'll find you some and I'll, <laughs> I'll hang out at places. I don't hang out at these places. I'll we go went, to Nate Nows. We went to the Havana Room once. <laughs> right. right. Nate Nows. You're guaranteed to see, guaranteed to see the suspenders. <laughs> exactly. You're going to see Larry King if you go to Nate Nows. So uh, then now she's analyzing the ones I hook her up with. She goes, right. oh, how many times will I have to see Leslie Ann Warren? <laughs> I was very nice the first time, maybe the second, but my God. And she goes, and that Steven Seagal, I have no interest. He looks horrible. So so I have to get her to the right celebrities. Standing backstage with uh, Robin Williams. Mm-hmm. And Robin, is he had won this big award, and I won the Independent Film Festival for my movie that I produced and wrote. I call her up. I go, hey, Robin, will you talk to my mother in Philadelphia? She's going to love this. Mm-hmm. He goes, oh, oh, I love Master's mother. Oh, yes. Put her on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> so he's all ready to do a little shtick for it and everything. I, I dial the phone. I go, mom, mom, guess what? I'm standing here with Robin Williams is going to talk to you. And my film just won the Independent Film Festival. Can you believe it? She goes, that's very nice. You know not to call me during Jeopardy. <laughs> I got to go. And now she's hanging up here. Who is Anwar Sadat? <laughs> Click. And Robin's standing there, and he gave me that look like, I understand. <laughs> he totally got it. I feel your pain. I got it. This is why I'm here, too. That's why we're all here. You know, if shit went well when you were a kid, you're not here. Okay? So, uh, but back to the Rosie O'Donnell thing. Mm. So here's what happened. Uh, you talk about things... Having to, you know, like if you plant a seed, it takes a while. Mm-hmm. You have to give it the right, you know, water and the right light and, it, you know, to till the sto- soil. You have to do these things to nurture it to for its growth to be what it's at its greatest potential. Mm-hmm. And that's the same with human beings. I was um, 1984. Uh, Rosie and I started comedy together. Basically, we were in a, a laughter company together. And uh, she goes, a shoe monkey. Uh, I was walking into the voting booth in Philadelphia. She was visiting me, and, I, and she goes, who are you voting for? And I go, Reagan. And she goes, why? And I go, oh, because things are good. She goes, <laughs> it was as simple as I got back then, right. 22 or whatever. And she goes, yeah, things are good for you. You're a white male. I go, oh, but things are good for everybody. Oh, really? And she just said those few things. Hmm. And for, you never know when it's going to hit. Right. You know, she'd probably said other things to me. But that moment... Mm-hmm. It was one of those moments. Mm. I went in, <laughs> voted for Mondale. Hmm. And she goes, I said, he's going to lose. She goes, doesn't matter. Just do it anyway. Hmm. And you know what? That moment, I thanked her. She didn't know this. Last week, I mm-hmm. finally got together with her. And I thanked her last week. Mm. It was, you don't know. You know, there could be somebody listening to us right now that has a certain position that they're right on and they're defending it. And it just a little, maybe some one little thing that we say. 
Yeah. And I go, I never thought of it that way. Mm-hmm. I never saw news as being 100% sponsored by corporations and therefore it's completely compromised <laughs> and completely false. Right. I never realized that. Right. I always thought it was fact. Right. <laughs> I was, I do fact checking. No, you're fact checking with people that are not fact checking. <laughs> That's who you're checking with. Yes. So it doesn't make any sense. So therefore everything that you're being fed is only to arouse your fears. And then they have the drug company that sponsors the news that handles the depression they just gave you. Exactly. It's a, it's a big giant <laughs> cycle that I want off and I'm off of it. And that's when I get to enjoy my life and actually do what I want to do now. Yeah. You know, however it manifests, podcasts, I'm I'm my own as well. And, you know, one man show and I get this book that I just wrote. And these are the things that are really resonating with me and they don't make me a fortune either. Mm -hmm. I made more money back when I was doing rich little impressions. Right, right. (laughs) But you- you I was hotter then. But you work a lot, man. I do, yeah. You are on the road a lot. Yeah. But drawing people now- and, is a very difficult thing because, you know, you have to keep up with uh, Twittering, right. which has a certain style. Yes. You know, uh, certainly a does. certain style that attracts people. Mm-hmm. You know, Rob Delaney's genius. Oh, I know. And yeah. uh, major following. Yeah. And came from, a, you know. A million followers. Yeah. And he basically was not well known. Right. But he has a style on there yeah. that fits with Twitter. Absolutely. I'm a storyteller. doesn't work. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. I, I can't see Dickens being on Twitter. I, well, and I've talked about this. I mean, Twitter's actually taught me how to be more of a stand-up in a sense because yeah. it teaches you to write a joke with a certain rhythm and you only have a certain amount of characters. And and you do, you have to approach it with a, a, yeah. a, a certain point of view with it. And um, What if you just wrote a whole bunch? book 140 characters at a time uh, and they just keep reading the book it was the best of times <laughs> just leave it at that and then your next next tweet next tweet you just keep on tweeting a whole 400 page book well and then other people have actually <laughs> published books from their tweets no way yeah there's a, a really funny account called jesus's wife mm-hmm. and really brilliant i don't know the person behind it um but Really funny, sharp, and they're like they'll a- they'll answer questions to mm-hmm. Jesus or to her about Jesus and stuff. Oh, great! Sharp, funny, right. d- dirty, you know, totally irreverent. Um, and uh, they have a book out called Unholy Babble, and it's just all of Jesus' wife's tweets in different categories and stuff like that. So people, it, it is, it's it's really fast. Plus it's, plus, it's going to arouse people one way or another. Yeah, yeah. Because you're going to get the pissed off people too. Oh yeah, oh yeah. The trolls, the, always the trolls. Oh yeah, they're, they're always they're always uh, they're the loudest though. Yeah. You know, the squeaky wheel gets the grease in our society, well, and you- it can literally shut down businesses. Just one person, yeah. Just being a squeaky wheel. I, I always want to say to the people that are shutting things down, or or even um, the wardrobe malfunction that changed comedy. Mm-hmm. You know what? What we can say, the censorship that goes on. Mm-hmm. Your dad obviously dealt with that mm-hmm. constantly. Mm-hmm. But it's like, really, yeah, really. That's what you're putting your because a couple people were offended by some word that means nothing in another language. Right. I could call you a fnifna yeah. in my language. That would be the worst thing ever. That would be <laughs> right. my F word. Right. And meanwhile, that would go by. Yeah. I was thinking about it the other day. What if George Lopez said uh, in Spanish mm. on an English-speaking thing, mm-hmm. suck my dick FCC? Right. <laughs> I was wondering that. Or if I came right. from Latvia. Is that on the list? And I said it on – exactly. Yeah, and yeah. if I said it in Latvian right. and like one person in the audience got it and hear this huge laugh <laughs> – you know, suck my dick, FCC. <laughs> I just say it every show in a different language. Right. See if you ever get caught. Yeah. Because it's not on the list. Yeah. But it just goes to show you how relative. Yeah. It's all about relativity. Is it? 
and perspective. It's mm-hmm. like, who cares? Mm-hmm. And yet you'll show my children. That's to me, that's what it's about. You'll show my children beheadings, yeah. rapes, the violence, the violence yeah. and you know, have them in fear of that they can't go to a Batman movie. Right. You know, because, uh, you know, you never know who's going to come in there. And it makes no sense. And mm. people will defend, you know, the the, the killing machines mm-hmm. till the cows come home. Yep. But they won't defend the people of peace. Yeah. Who all die violently. Right. Which makes no sense whatsoever. <laughs> Maybe because of the message. The people don't really want to hear that message. The me- message is too revolutionary. Yeah. It is. Yeah. Isn't that incredible? Revolutionary with no guns. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you know, imagine that people with a revolution, you're just holding up your palm. Yep. You know, it, it doesn't make any sense whatsoever in, in my world. And that's the world that I changed into. Mm. Much happier, by the way. Mm-hmm. Much happier not voting for Reagan. Um, <laughs> that, that did change. That changed my whole perspective when Rosie said that. Everything I think about right now, everything, I always think compassion and empathy for people that are not white males. Right. Now I'm a white male. I feel like a spy. Right. I feel like a spy because they actually send me stuff, and they talk to you. Oh, the, the white because you're the, part of the club. The rich white dudes yeah. think I'm one of them. Yeah, and they yeah. send me like bashing Hillary Clinton. Oh, always, always with Hillary Clinton. Yeah, that's why, by the way, I didn't want her elected because I knew she wouldn't be elected. Right. Because these guys would come out of the closet against a woman. Yeah. Strangely Let enough, a, black man that did too. So you know. Yeah, I actually <laughs> I think, think, we're think it's either way. Well, personally, I'm going to give you my inside tips on this because mm-hmm. I'm on the inside. I'm a spy. Mm-hmm. Men are much worse about women yeah. than they are about a black man. Right. I think it is. Yeah. It I, wouldn't I, seem I like it would be, but it's very, very heavy. They would never admit to it. But the misogyny out there, and yeah. I grew up in a house with all females, so I already had that going on, but now it's to a whole other level. That's how I think, mm-hmm. is I think, what would it be like to be a woman? And, and I can't believe all the women that defend and, these guys uh, well, I know. to keep them in charge and keep them in power well, what's, and, and control. What's, and what's so fascinating right now is that without even Hillary Clinton in the White House, the misogyny that has come out the last few years and, and, <laughs> yeah. I mean, and, and, how, and how the Republican Party... I mean, the positions they're taking when it's to deal with women's bodies, oh. it just keeps going further and further and further right to the point where it's like almost about to fall off the edge of the earth. And, and it's like, where, where is this coming from? Why is it, is it a distraction? Are they just trying to keep us distracted and arguing about this stuff so we don't think about the economic things no, that are going on? No, but much deeper wh- than yeah, that. Yeah. What is this My coming from? My inside track from? on this is everything's always rooted in fear. That's my belief. Yes. Everything's a manifestation of fear. If you deal with your fears, then you don't have the manifestations so of it. So what's the and fear try... that they have? Well, that women are really as powerful as we are. Or I... There's definitely that. Right. There's definitely a fear of uh, of lack of control. Mm-hmm. What I believe is happening and happened starting with George Bush. I think that's when we really started falling off the cliff. The first George Bush. No, this George. Bush. Oh, okay. The first George Bush. I'm I'm kind of okay with him. Yeah. He's all right. I mean, you yeah, know, he not, was the director of CIA and, you know. You know, it, yeah, look, he's got his, well, they I'd all see, have their stuff. I think everything. Obama st- has his stuff too, by the way. They all have got their yeah, stuff. Yeah, but I, I th- actually think they're pulled into a room and they said, look, this, you can have a couple of these little things. We're in charge. That's what I think Oh, too. you believe that? I absolutely believe that. Because, We're going to tell you some truth things yeah. about aliens and 
9 11 and right, stuff like right. that. You can never say this, we kill your family. Right. Yeah. That's what I think they do. I think they threaten they to must. kill their family. Yeah. Because. And you can have A, B, and C, but. They all, the, exactly. Yeah, we'll give you from this menu over here. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to eat. It's give a you combo a, pack. I'll give you, you a little. Two from that list, <laughs> one from this one. You, and, and, and you know, your entree, you get Obamacare. <laughs> and, gonna, a, and you do get a large drink, though. <laughs> we will give you a large soda. <laughs> I think that's what they do, you know, because people come in with integrity and the best ideas. Yeah. I would love to do research on that, but you can never get in because you'd be killed. No. You'll have to run for president so you could tell us. I know. I wanted to, but my wife stopped me. Oh, wow. She stopped me. I I wanted to come from the consciousness party. Yeah. That's the whole party I come from because everybody wants to divide you. You're a liberal. Right. You're a conservative. Yeah. It's this big argument. It's like, look, united we stand, divided we fall. You keep divided. Oh, yeah. You got no shot. Now, that's the one thing I did like about Obama is he reached across the table. And I love the way we don't apologize to anybody. Ah, yes, you do. Humility (laughs) is a wonderful thing. Yeah, I believe Jesus Christ taught that. Exactly. And you're supposed to be (laughs) Guided by Jesus? Do you think Jesus would go, let's go to another country and go kill innocent people because they have a leader we don't like? And let's not talk to the people who we disagree with on A, B, and C because we just want to be stubborn and and actually not solve problems. How about about a little little dose of humility, which Jesus would love you to do? Hello. There's nothing in there that they're interpreting. I I know. And it's making no sense. And it gets further and further away from the truth. Mm -hmm. Here's what my theory is. I believe that we've been in, we've had white men in charge of the world for a very long time. Yep. It's in the evolutionary perspective. They're like dinosaurs and they're dying. Yes. And they're about to go extinct and, and they, they can are feel fighting it. Yep. for their lives yep. right now. It's true. And it's a feminine perspective that's kind of being instilled now, it, which I think is a wonderful perspective. Yes. But you even have feminine women, like women, they're defending them well, because yeah, they also can't Because take they're this, part of the patriarchy. And the, 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 the thinking. The whole benevolent, right. uh, you know, uh, patriarch. That's how they're thinking. This is why priests get away with, you know, molesting mm-hmm. kids and coaches and paterno and all those people. That That's how they get away with it because mm-hmm. they know that's how people think in the world of denial that we're in. But I'm the spy and yeah. I'm here to tell you there's a lot of creeps out there <laughs> yeah. in the wealthy white man world. There's a lot, I'm not saying all of them. Look, I'm a, I'm a white man. Yeah. You know, and I'm going to tell you. There, I, I, I have to struggle sometimes mm-hmm. to to stay along those lines of, you know, lack of entitlement. Like, like sometimes I'll feel entitled. I don't stand in lines. Right, right. Hate lines. Right. So I'm a hypocrite. Yes. You know, I will scoot up. I will cheat if I'm in line. <laughs> if I'm in traffic. <laughs> I'm going all the way till I can pick on a big truck because right. I know they don't have the get they up and go. They don't have the acceleration. I see one way up in the distance and I'm going, <laughs> and I actually pass by the people going, you're all idiots. <laughs> How you are sitting in this line and not seeing you can get in all the way up there on this off ramp. I'm going all the way. I'm going to take this all the way to the end because I'm so a white man. So you're the asshole I'm a white man. on the I'm totally, the I'm totally admitting it. I do it in front of my kids, which I hate. I hate myself for doing it, but I'm here to admit I see that big ass truck and I go, that ass ain't moving fast. So then when you start to scoot, <laughs> yep, yep. I scoot right in there. And, and what are they going to do? Let, honk your horn. I don't care. I'm a white man. <laughs> I don't I care. I own the planet. I own this planet. <laughs> but I, I, you know, so th- it does wander into that being that guy who is basically, there's an amount of respect for a white male right. that just comes with walking in the room. But my other side of me, mm. my empathetic side, all over mm. uh, minorities. And uh, what's odd about it, I've actually had talks with my minority friends about it. Mm-hmm. And they said, you know, I try to have this compassion. It was actually a scene from a Malcolm X that was similar to this. It's like you want to be there mm-hmm. 
for uh, for minorities, mm-hmm. you know, black. You want to help fight the fight. Yeah, you do. Absolutely. But a lot of times, not there. Uh, you know, I found that there's a little bit of resentment or don't you try to, well, there's, like, who do you think you are yeah, trying to help me? because no matter what, yeah. it's hard. I think it's, you know, every, everyone, want, you know, we want to be in their shoes and you can't be That's ultimately. Right. And, and it's like, you know. Funny you should say that. I was in a walking in your shoes group and that's another one of those moments in life, those haha moments that I have, mm-hmm. where this guy Roger, I tried to say this. He goes, "You will never mm-hmm. know what it's like, yeah, to you, be a black you, man, and you just won't. You just won't. No matter yeah. how much compassion, no matter yeah. how much empathy, you will never, yeah, know what it's like to every day, yeah, we wake up and we're black, and it's and, we're, it, and it's a different perspective. It, 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 so you it, it, won't know, no matter how much heart you have. It, it, but the good news is, is that just the attempt or the empathy or willing to to say i know i don't have the perspective or the only right. you know the the you know that that my this dominant perspective is not really a dominant perspective it's just a perspective that's right you know that in itself is really i mean that's a conversation starter right there where it shifts the narrative it, that com- we we've, we've been bombarded yeah. with one narrative and it, and you know, it, so why and not and it lets people in I, I, yeah. I, I was chilled i was who was i sitting with it was a couple of months ago and Someone, it was a woman, she's kind of a celebrity, and she, oh, it was Lily Tomlin. Mm. And she was talking about, you know, because she's from the South, and she would go to these big fundraiser kind of things and be exposed to all different things. And because she's a celebrity, they sit her at the table and other people want to sit with her. And she was in Texas somewhere at a big fundraiser for something, and there was, they put her next to a big Texas oil man. And uh, she thought, you know, that she could use her charm and her wit and all of that to to soften him up. And, you know, so she knows that they really have a lot in common. They're very different politically and all of that. But it was for children or animals or something like that. And so they're having this conversation and he's talking about, you know, his right to do what he wants with, you know, his oil and this, this Mm -hmm. and that and everything. And she says to him, she goes, yeah, I, I understand and I hear all of that. But I mean, really deep down inside, you really do care about taking care of other people, right? Mm. And he looked at her and he said, no, I don't actually. Mm. And she was so chilled mm. by that because he really didn't. And how many of those are there? Right. And That's how many, the problem. And how many of, them, many of them and have all the money in right? charge. and all the power. And, and they're in charge of what you think. Yeah, That's and in charge and in charge of electing people who are just going to protect those particular gonna, interests. Because, because they want to get elected again. And they don't and as long as they have enough money for their family, you know, mm-hmm. for two or three generations of their family, mm-hmm. they they feel they're fine. Everything's gonna be fine That's because the their way family they look will be protected. That's how they look in the mirror. They mm-hmm. also think that they are they have the power to do what's best for you. Mm-hmm. But you don't know any better. Yes. If you're in a lower class mm-hmm. with, or a cl- woman, if you're a woman, let me tell you, you get it all the time. That's a lower you know? class. Yeah. According yeah. to these guys. Yeah. They think they're doing the best for you. That mm-hmm. you don't know how to do this. Yeah, yeah. You well, know, let you don't me know take what it's care like. of this. Yeah, let me take care of this. Yeah. Yeah. Of which of which there's a that dynamic is, exists in me as well. Right. It comes with the territory. I'm just trying to give you the inside tips on dealing <laughs> with a white male. You know, I mean, it comes with, you know, you're just brought up like I was brought up like this, but thank God. And I don't know where it came from because mm-hmm. my mom is a staunch Republican. Go for the men, you know, the men are in charge and all that kind of stuff. And I don't know where the hell I got this from, but it, it just gradually it seeped into me to the point where it's ridiculous. And, and, and I don't it, want to be called a liberal, by the way. Right. If liberal means liberated, that I am. Right. I am liberated. My soul has been liberated. Mm-hmm. And I'm happy about that, by the way. Mm-hmm. So don't tell me you know, how to think or how to be or you know, that it's bad for the economy. It's good for my life. You know, and right. I and I do fine financially too, as mm-hmm. well as I can. Mm-hmm. You know, it, and and I'm okay with all of it. 
Right. And that whenever I say something to you know on on Facebook, that's my big. That's where I get the pontificating. Sometimes yeah. I wander into that. <laughs> you do. do, do I enjoy it. Uh, I, have you noticed my Facebook? I do. I enjoy. I do. I like when you pontificate. I like when, because I'm like, oh, Craig's got something up his ass this week. <laughs> he and he needs to let us know. Does it have to be up my ass? Well, it. it <laughs> It, it, something's crawled up there and it's niddling you and you're like, okay, I'm making a stand on this, people. And you, and you need to hear this. Heart? Can it, does it have to be my it, ass? Well, it makes it up towards your heart. Uh, it does make it up there. Always. It's always <laughs> ingrained in that. Every but, single time it is, it's, you know, it might wander to the ass now and then when I get my, <laughs> just get my, you know, panties in a bunch. But I, that's what it is. I can tell it's like, I can't take this anymore. I need, I'm going to yeah. let you people know some truth here. Did you see the one the other day where the woman posted... I don't know if you saw this because I had I didn't realize this about Facebook. Once people followed where I went, right, they jumped on. So I thought they were all friends with this woman, and oh. this woman's basically going, "You <laughs> sent your people here," and I go, "I did not. I just jumped on. I saw it on my timeline. You have pictures, pornographic pictures of Barack Obama's mother, allegedly. Oh God, with this whole stuff. This is the thug that raised this president, oh. and all this kind of stuff. And I it hit me." Hard. Wow. I it, That one really rocked my world. Now, it wasn't in my ass. Mm-hmm. No. It, 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 my head and my heart. Yeah. And my soul. Yeah. It really did. I had to go into to, to this woman, it, and I did my very best to try to keep And it. By the way, you know, the other trick I do is I go, I voted for Reagan. <laughs> you, get your, you get your, your credibility. That, that's, that's your their foot Jesus. in the door. That's your foot in the door. That's their Jesus. Oh, that because is, they yeah. all want to attack you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From, you're just a liberal, Hollywood liberal, too. Right. Oh, no, I was raised in Philadelphia yeah. by a single parent. And I voted for Reagan. And I voted for Reagan. But see, that And is... I'm a white male, by the way. Yeah. And I believe in God wholeheartedly. So and that's the truth. Let's figure that out, people. Huh? <laughs> you know, figure that out. So like, you can't... Put me in your box. They want to put you in that box. Yep. And when they argue, they got to keep you in that box. I go, please, can we remove these boxes? That's not where I'm coming from. And then I started to get into, let me give you tips mm. on how to be a better Republican. Because if you <laughs> want to get your guy voted in, you should not be putting pornographic pictures of Barack Obama's yeah. alleged mother yeah. on this thing. And they are defending. People need to know the truth. I go, that's truth? the truth? Yeah. What's the truth? It's your perspective. Calling him a thug? I said, you sound like a racist. You wouldn't call George Bush a thug, but he killed millions of people. Right. Or hundreds of thousands of people. Every argument I had, you Hollywood liberal, go to hell. You know, you know, you don't, you don't know any better. No, I'm coming from a place of it's Craig Shoemaker. I don't hang out in Hollywood, right? What my, does that mean? I'm with a my Hollywood kids coaching elite. little league. It's not like people are going. Oh, Steven Spielberg's the first base coach. You know, don't hey they- Craig, what do you think of this agenda, a communist agenda? <laughs> do they really think that you like meet that you have these meetings? With like a, a sickle, you know, you'd walk in with a sickle, you go, Lenin, where's Len? Bring back Lenin. Let's go reap some wheat. What do they think your liberal <laughs> agenda is? What are you getting at? I can tell you what your agenda is. You want more money. You want to keep all the money. Right. I can tell you that already. Right. And what I always say to people is, can you just listen? Mm. You know, like with Occupy mm. or whatever these things are, mm-hmm. or with the Chick-fil-A. Mm-hmm. Can you just listen to another perspective? Yeah. Just listen. Yeah. You don't have to agree with it. That's all most of these people are protesting is about. Can you just, you have your voice. It's 24 Mm seven. There's no liberal media. You get your voice all the time. It's out there. It's run by these white corp, white wealthy corporations. Mm -hmm. Can you, can we literally say something? No, no, not even allowed to say it. Then they go for the Occupy movement. They went right for. They're, they're dirty hippies. Sex. They're having sex in the streets. Oh, there you go. Yeah, that's, that's it. the end of that. Let's just wrap this one up. Right. Let's, let's just put this one away. Let's move on to the next. There's hippie. bongos involved. Yeah, the hippie, <laughs> next hippie rally. Where, 
I showed up at one of those ones. And by the way, I'm not, I don't resonate that much with that vibe either. Right. I was hanging out. I did a movie with Daryl Hannah. And uh, so she says, oh, we're trying to save this farm downtown. You remember mm-hmm. that? It's the, only, it's the only inner city farm that remains in the United States. And they're going to take it away and build like a Walmart, the whole deal. I said, mm-hmm. sounds like a cause. I'm going to show up. Mm-hmm. And I went down there, and I had this uh, guy down the street from me who was like this famous kid actor who was an emancipated minor, but he built a cult down the street from me. So that's when I became a white male. Wow. I used to drive by there and go, what are you doing to our neighborhood, <laughs> son of a bitches? What is that, a biodome? They had a biodome over a trampoline. They would have, I was like, what the hell are they doing to my neighborhood? So I my can property be, values I are can be that. I can be that guy. I can be that guy very easily. <laughs> so uh, so it's this guy, I don't want to say his name, but anyway, I drive by and he's like, it was like a cult, this house. Right. And they, they had artists there all the time that would like make new doors. Women were not shaving their underarms. Oh, no way. <laughs> no way. Which I'm out on that one, by the way. My wife's a hippie, but I, if she if she was asleep at night, I would shave her and tell her she was dreaming about a Bic, a Bic razor. I'd tell her she's go back to sleep. I'd hypnotize her. There's no way the pits, the pits are getting shaved. I do have my conservative values and that's one of them. Okay. You draw the line. There. I draw the line. I have certain lines that I draw. So I'm driving. I drive by this guy's house. Let, let's call him Tom. That damn Tom. He's got all that money from that damn show he was on. And look at what he's doing with it. You know. These, and they have like you know, vegan parties and everything else. So I go there and I show up with my family. My son has a protest sign, which was really cool. Mm-hmm. And he made his own sign. He's like a little kid and everything. I was so proud of him. And I go there, and now I am hypoglycemic. I need food. These freaking hippies don't eat. I like to eat. I'm like, I'm ready to grow. You know, you growing stuff? Well, put it on a grill. All right? With this farm. That's when I become the white guy. And now I'm trying to find Daryl, who can introduce me to somebody with food. Because they, they have one cracker left with the chili that 19,000 people have shared this chili with germs and everything. All right. So I'm out on this. I'm starving. I'm starting to get cranky. I look. Daryl's up in a tree. Literally in a tree. My, my new, my paramour in the movie. She's in a tree up on a hoist. Right. And I'm going, Daryl, how you doing? It's Craig. And she's like, hey, how's it going? She's getting some press up there in the tree. Right. So I'm going, hey, you know anywhere there's any food? We go into a tent. Okay, we go into a tent. I'm just going, I need food. Guess who's in the tent with food? My neighbor. My neighbor who I resent and hate. So, So he has like vegan cashews. I'm going... Uh, I go, you're my neighbor. But I'm not saying, I hate you. I'm going, I resent you. And he starts feeding me the cashews. And it was like literally like taming a lion. <laughs> Thank you. These are the most delicious cashews I've ever had. <laughs> I so, love hippies. So so not any, not only is God a slow motherfucker, but he's got a great sense of humor. <laughs> oh, absolutely. God's got the greatest sense of humor in the world. If you just let it happen, you know, I mean, get out of the way and like look for the joke. You know, yeah. I was, look, I laughed at myself. I wasn't being right and going, you know, right. this guy's still an asshole. Right. No. I was actually, we had a vegetable exchange we ended up having in our neighborhood. Nice. He goes, I was thinking about this. I go, it's a fabulous idea. Yeah. So we created a new idea. So I went from resentment to showing up with radishes at his house. Mm-hmm. Going, give me some kumquats. I'll give you some radishes. Well, and you we know, had all exchange. It was amazing. And you make a really interesting point here because I, I think what happens to all of us is, and, and I love because, you know, the thing you were saying, like, I don't want to be called a liberal because I don't want to be put in any box. No. But I think what happens is, is we... 
you know, like in even in our own personal lives, it's so hard to sometimes change a direction or change your own identity when you're changing inside and then suddenly you want to show up in front of your friends or the world in a different way and you're like, are they going to reject me or are they going to think I'm crazy? Yeah. And, yeah. I, and I'm betting there are a lot of people who, you know, we might think of as, you know, the, the closed-minded right-wing people who kind of see the world in a certain way, who actually, if they would just let go of that box, yeah. then, yeah. you know, they could relate to their gay cousin in a way with love or create or understand that organic farming is actually the good thing for their children and their grandchildren. And would be a conservative value. That's it, the thing. Completely. Is, it's a, it actually yes. is a conservation. Yeah. Yeah. comes from the same root. Ex- I mean, it's, yeah. it's, you're conserving the planet. But, but because Why we, would you want to take the pl- away from the planet? Right. It makes no sense. If you actually, I always say to them, take a pause. Mm. Just take a pause. Put your whole life on pause. Breathe. Take it in. Really see the entire, examine this closely. Look who's behind what you're thinking. Mm-hmm. Just take a pause. Don't try to be right. right. Don't come flying back at me mm-hmm. with your rhetoric that came from somewhere else. Right. <laughs> it doesn't come from your own consciousness. Right. This comes from some stats. This guy was throwing stats at me the other day. I said, I don't want to see your stats. I won't put any stats on my liberal or conservative will not go on my Facebook because mm-hmm. I don't care that every one of them has an agenda. They all have a different perspective. Right. Here's my stat is what is my heart to, what is my heart saying? What does it tell me to say? Mm-hmm. That's that's how I base my life. I take a little pause and breathe and I come from panic. Mm. You know, I, when I was a kid I thought I thought the word evict meant move. Mm. Like they were the same word. Wow. Look mommy, here's the eviction truck. Right. She'd cry, she'd read a letter, I knew we were out of there. Mm. I still keep a box pack by the way. Mm. Mm. Uh, because I still think I'm going to get evicted. But the panicker in me, that's who used to take over. Right. And the now, reaction, the reactive. Yeah. yeah. And the reaction is it's fear. It's fear-based. And it's like, yeah. oh, my God, I'm not going to get mine, and it's never going to come, and it's like, i got to take care of it. I have to manipulate. And when you talked about the stage, mm. that's where it manifested to itself as well. Mm. It's like, oh, my God, I can't take a pause because, you know, they're going to go away. They're going to get drunk. They're going to heckle me. It's all run through my head. Hard to pause. Mm-hmm. But in life – that's where I go and, st- you know, the the, the panic. Uh, my sister used to call me Tim for tongue and molar. I put my tongue in my molar. Hmm. I was like, that meant I'm panicking. Right, right. <laughs> you said, Tim. You said, Tim. You got the Tim going. I go, okay. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. I'm okay. Yeah, no, I'm fine. And I panic mm. and wait to the last second on things. And it never works out. It works out temporarily. Mm-hmm. But in the long-term sustainable world, that's why I try to, when I say anything to people, and and uh, we talk about this on my podcast, by the way. Mm-hmm. We, we we were trying to bring – I'm not just a comedian on there. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't want to no, be in that box either. You bring all sorts of interesting people and stories in. And, yeah, but it's about helping people and, yeah, and get healing. out of their stuckness. Yep, yep, and, ha- and transformation. Yeah. Essential, yeah. By the way, uh, people are listening. Go to The Love Master on Twitter. I'm still – I want to be the master of love, though. Ah, uh, that's what I'd rather be. Yeah, I, I'd rather I, transition I, from the guy with the big penis, I, I which wanted, was developed back in the day. Yeah, I wanted to ask you about that. I mean, yeah. how how long have you been doing that Love Master character? Well, the Love Master it came from uh, when I was in high school. I was a geek, mm-hmm. which you know, no surprise with most comedians. <laughs> we were, you know, we weren't the quarterbacks, right? You were the class clowns. You were the guys that could crack the, the... and weren't getting laid, right? You know, the right. other guys were getting blowjobs in a bus. Right. I'm like watching, going, "What right. the hell is she doing back there?" That head's bobbing. <laughs> 
on the quarterback? <laughs> was she changing his pads? What's she doing down there? I, I, what is happening? It wasn't happening for me. The only girls I would get is if they transferred to our school and didn't know any better. And I'd pounce on them before they ever could find out my <laughs> reputation. There was no Twittering back then. I just would go, hey, I'm really cool. And they, they wouldn't. By the time they found out, I, I got some action. <laughs> So, it's like, oh my God, they're private school girls. I got to get, I know they're getting laid. I go right for them. If they didn't know me or if they were underclassmen. Uh, right. You know, the, the, so, the freshmen, ooh, go for right. the freshmen. Right. So, I was at 5'1 in high school. Mm-hmm. Now I'm like 6'2, right. over 200 pounds. I was 5'1, 92 pounds, mm. junior year. Oh, man. And yeah, it was a nightmare. To have no pubic hair in a shower, oh, is, it's it's one of the in, biggest nightmares you can ever have. In Philadelphia, growing up. In, in Philadelphia, yeah, in the big in a rough showers, yeah. Yeah, with the gymnasium, with guys, with these giant uh, afro. <laughs> 70s bushes. Big, bushy <laughs> pubic hair, and I have, basically, it's flat. It's a wall switch. I have a wall switch trying to shower. It's squeaking. <laughs> and so what else was I going to do? And girls would all use the F word, right. friend. They'd all Friend. I hated that friend. I was always a friend. They go, we're just friends. Mm. And you know what pisses me off? We're not friends today. You know, so I should have got some action. And I used to say to them, you had me. I would be so good to you because these guys are huff puff squirts. Right. Because they right. don't care. They, they get anything they want. The quarterback. Right. I'll go down like Chinatown. <laughs> I'll put a snorkel. I don't care what the hell's going on. I will help you out. I will teach you new levels. Or learn new levels with you. <laughs> with you. With right? you. I will take it to a whole Let's new- go together. I'll get my master's degree in in, <laughs> in conolingus if you just give me a chance. Right. Give this geek a chance. You don't even have to look at my bald penis. All it looks like I a shaved wolverine. Is give geek a chance. <laughs> I should have come up with that song back then. They weren't, but you know who they went for? They went for the Lotharios. Of course. So that's Always what the, the love master boy. is. Is the oh. he's the answer to that? Yes. He's been around a long time. Mm-hmm. He channels through me. Literally, I have to close my eyes halfway yeah. when I do it. I can't do it here. It'll be creepy with you. <laughs> my former therapist who married me. By the way. I have to tell you, I am now an ordained minister, too. And Same way you did it. Hello. Yeah. Ordain me now. Click. But I bet you don't but have one of boom. these. The little Look what I brought. Do you have that? Oh, I didn't. No, I didn't purchase the extra $7 official it, this parking. This was not $7. This was free <laughs> clergy parking. <laughs> well, see, now this is different, though. I this went is, to Handicap yesterday. I said, would they take clergy this here? This is First Nation Church. That's Slightly right. different than my church. So yeah, maybe these that's... These are the Indians. Well, you know what? It, it is 2012. So maybe maybe the parking thing comes with the, the, the whole package now. It was extra before. I want to know <laughs> if I ever got nailed on this. You know, I do the. I I did it a couple times. I put it on my. I put the placard. It says. Uh-huh. It says official use only clergy parking. I love it. I dangle it from my from my mirror. I want to know what the cop. What I'd say to the cop if yeah. I got caught. Yeah. What was your emergency? Were you giving last rites? Yeah, sure. Why not? <laughs> I had to do. I had. I had to do a flash mob wedding. <laughs> I was asked to do a flash mob, but I had to get there right away, officer. I had to bless a Chinese buffet. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I went to one the other day. Awesome. So anyway, uh, I don't know where I was. So the Love Master, you've been doing it for decades. uh, Yeah. Two decades, I've been doing the Love Master. And a, a guy turned to me one day and he goes, you need to call yourself this. And you know what? It's worked. It's worked to the point where, you know, I don't want to be known as that. You know, right, because it's only do, a small bit It's that seven you do. minutes of a an hour and 40-minute act. Yeah, I mean, that's a small bit. Of course. But people but, want it. Yeah. It's but like the bad Springsteen, of, they want Born to Run. That's the analogy I've used many times. Yeah. But here's the problem, 
is, you know, comics, you know, the snobby ass comics. I know. You know, your little sit and spin people. <laughs> I know you love those guys. Yes, that you you're, need you're, to have a new hour every year. Your little group of atheists. Well, and, well, the, <laughs> your little group of atheists talking about being cynical about the world. Skept, little skeptics. Yeah. yeah the yeah. group of skeptics I hang out yeah. with. Yeah. Bowing to Doug Stanhope. <laughs> love Doug Stanhope. Of course you do. Yeah. Of course. He's brilliant. Of course, all the comics love him. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, I, I totally get it. I do too. And, but I just do something different. And here's the problem course. is. That nobody's out there watching my show going, oh, you got to go see Shoemaker because they, I'm still known as the love master. Right. The guy with the talks about his big piece. So my question is so to you. So it's like a best of that I have to keep in to draw people. Okay. To see the other stuff. Okay, then. See, then that's, it's fine. It's I write what, new lines, so the love master. Yeah. Well, when you channel him, it's quite a. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah. One night with me, baby. You'll be sweating like Sarah Palin taking a history test. That's right, baby. Oh, yeah. If I'm naked, you could spot me on Google Earth. A couple new ones. That's good. That's are good. Yeah, he just channels through me. Yeah. And uh, literally, I've had girls that will only sleep with him. Right. Wow. I had one. You want to hear a confession? Yes. I had one in uh, Washington. Mm-hmm. Actually, I'm headed there. Uh, this Saturday, I'll mm. be triple door. Mm-hmm. I got a promo in. There you go. And I'm the love master on Twitter. My Craig Shoemaker <laughs> fan page. Thank That's you. Right. <laughs> People go out there and please click something so I know I'm sweating in this rumpus room. I'm sweating. I'm like, I love your little room here. And when I walked in, I loved it, but there's no air. I, I have no air. I'm drenched right now. I'm Albert Brooks in broadcast news. Okay, I'm enjoying myself. You have like 10 more minutes of sweating, that's all. You're going to wow. lose at least another I spr- pound. I, my ass sprouted a weed just now. I swear, I have a weed whacker any second now. It's it's that humid in here, and that steamy. So I was in uh, Seattle uh-huh. in this uh, hotel bar. I was touring with Kenny Loggins at the time, mm. so I had a little play. Mm-hmm. You know, They want to be with the musicians, so they can't be with a musician. Why not the opening act? Sure. So... Uh, I said, I should I admit this on the air? I mean, it's okay. It's a really dirty story. Oh, this you can do anything on really? this. Oh yeah, this I, is, I'm, on, I'm on Kevin Smith's network here. Oh good. <laughs> I pulled my penis out in the middle of the bar. Nice. My hard dick. Wow. Yeah, I did. And she said that she's only been with one guy. I go, well, look at this. Uh huh. And I, now I start channeling the love master. Right. I said, just pet it, baby. Oh yeah. <laughs> I'm doing the whole. Thing. It's creepy to do it with you now. I'm not going to totally. do it. I'm not going to do it. Okay. Let's just pretend right. I'm doing the love master. Right. She's so into it. She uh, goes, I have to have that thing. Right. And I go, okay, baby. You know, and I'm in the elevator press 19. I got 19 <laughs> folded in half the whole thing. I'm doing the whole thing. I'm in the elevator. I'm rock hard. I'm letting her feel it. She's, oh, I can't wait to have this thing. I'm telling her what I'm going to do to her. Right. Your eyes are going to be slot machines, you know, <laughs> right. the whole thing. Right. All the love master things. And I put the key in the door. Mm-hmm. And I think I came mm-hmm. because I was out of character. <laughs> I was going, see, Craig Shoemaker put the key in the door. Exactly. I was out of character. Went, I think I'm room 219. <gasps> <laughs> and it's done. Done. <laughs> And the problem is because her friends are waiting and she was cheating on her man, uh, I had to. Uh, there was no second round because no, I'm going to give you an inside tip yeah. on men. We need a second round yeah, sometimes. Yeah. When you do the huff puff squirt, yeah. Then you got to go. Hey, wait a minute! I, now I can go <laughs> no, forever. Right. Now that the one's out of the way, right. I can I can go forever. Right. But she didn't give me the forever. No. So now I always think about her years later, thinking if she sees me on TV, maybe she'll show up this weekend. <laughs> oh, that's true. <laughs> Hi, remember me? Press 19. 
<laughs> Folded in half, Love Master. Yeah, oh, she saw a whole Lord. other guy. She saw the geek that uh, is always there. Right. But the Love Master channels through me, and he's kind of, he's kind of like, he's that guy that uh, women always say they don't want, but a lot of them do. Yeah. I love that confident yeah. dude. Yeah. And I don't have that yeah. normally. I do with my wife now. Right. Because it's so easy. Yeah. We'd never fight, and we don't have to have anger sex or whatever that is. Right, makeup Fights, sex. Fights, makeup sex. Right. I don't have to have that. It's just, yeah. I, I've never felt anything like this. I really, I've achieved that in my life. That's great. Is to have that uh, that glory and that just that beauty on an everyday sustainable basis is amazing. Now, my ex-wife, that's a different story. <laughs> you know, what? but I, I know my role in that. And that's the other thing is. Can we all start to be accountable? Mm-hmm. Find, you can find yourself accountable. There are no victims out there. Yep. You can find yourself yep. accountable in everything. Yep. And that one of the Takes, ways I did it, with her was if, right. If you're part of a system, you're part of a system. You're part of the system. Yeah, you are. So you're accountable in some re, in some way. Right. Even if it's not like uh, you know, even if you resent the person, you know, it, you know, you're accountable for that. Right. So I figured something out with my ex and have done full on apology and everything else mm-hmm. is is. I didn't lie to her the way she was saying I was lying, like you know, mm-hmm. cheater or whatever it was. Right. You no, know, I was lying to her. Is I married somebody who was a concept, mm-hmm. and I married, uh, you know, an idea of yeah. what someone was supposed to be. Right. I had married an idea of her, and it's a lie. Yeah. So I basically was lying the entire time. So imagine how offended she was. Right. On a daily basis, having to feel that, and I and I cop to that. Mm-hmm. And now it took me years to get to that. Yeah. To really examine and go. Because my friend said to me, you know what? You're 100% responsible for all this trouble that Mm. I've gone through with her. And I will tell you, one of the big healing moments for me was to actually admit that to her and say, you know, I'm really sorry. I wasn't too specific. I don't want to hurt her. Right. But, you know, it was a lie. Yeah. I can, I, and I, I, I can, I mean, I think a lot of relationships are based on that. I I know my first marriage was too. I had this idea, A, that I could change this guy and that he was this fictionalized version of my head of the person who changes when I love someone. Yeah. And then he be, then he just was just himself. Uh huh. And, which wasn't fitting in my little storyline in my head. And you didn't head. accept it, which is another part. Of course. Be- right. Because it wasn't what I wanted. You know, I wanted right. I wanted to change the guy. I wanted the other version of the guy. Sure. And so, yeah, so I acted like, oh, well, everything's fine. You know, I'll just pretend everything's fine. That was my freaking MO forever and ever. Sure. And that was the lie I said to him every day. No, I'm fine. Everything's mm. fine. And really, it wasn't. Did you ever admit that to him? Um, well, Did you he, ever come to that not, accountability? not here anymore, but... Uh, he died? He he did. He died a few, oh, a few years ago. Okay, um, but when he was here, that was not something that you no, had come to yet. Uh, You're coming to it now. No, I I, this I certainly came to it. It did take a few years to heal through that and to move through it, and and some you know lots of therapy and all of that. And and I, I don't I don't know if I ever I don't we didn't really communicate a lot. It was really weird to communicate because he was still very in love with me, and he'd be like mm. on the phone with his wife in the room, his new wife, oh. who was I was ten years younger than him. Mm-hmm. He married someone ten years younger than me that went Ooh. to the same high school I went to. It was wow. like he just replaced me with. He just shows up at proms and goes. Yeah, picking. it was the weirdest <laughs> thing. And so he would be on the phone with me, with her clearly in the wow. room, and he would say, "You know, you're still the only love of my oh, life." Oh God. So it just there was no healthy conversation no, to be yeah, had and that's, with someone and like whole, that. <laughs> but the whole thing was set up by you. You, yeah. you set that whole thing up. I, I did. always say I signed my, up for it. My I new did. theory is what we yeah. should do is if you go on a first date with someone, bring your best friends that know you really well. <laughs> yeah. 
And if you go for the same type of person and yes. recreate that. Let them have like little semaphore flags in the background. A shot collar <laughs> with a remote. They're at table four. You're at table seven. And, and you know, I, I shouldn't know with my ex-wife. I'm a big rescuer. Right. She started right on our first date. She goes, my ex-boyfriend cheated on me. He left me with nothing but a futon and a fax machine. Right. I'm sitting there going, oh, really? I have a nice big <laughs> They should be shocking me. You can move into my house. <laughs> and that's how our whole relationship started. Was, oh, I'm going to rescue her. And yep. you know what? Just like my mother, she'll give me a little pat. Yep. And that little pat is great. It's just like the audience. I'll have a standing ovation. I'll go, what the hell is that guy doing sitting down? <laughs> I'll focus on him. He could be in a wheelchair. I'm going, why did I get to him? What? He could get up just for this? You know, I, that's, that's how I think is I go, it's got to be everybody. And I got to, you know, get their love and, and get their attention. And just, but it's always the cynics though. When they give you that tiny little boop, yeah, you were good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I really like yeah. that. That's like a giant standing ovation right, from those right, cynics, and you right. find them. And I'm really trying to get away from them. Hmm. And that's, by the way, why I don't hang out with a lot of those type of comics. Right, right. Is they're really coming from that dark place where they're not over their shit from the past. Yeah. And they're still ingrained in it, and they want to be around it, and it's toxic. And yet it's, you know yeah. what's interesting, though? Yeah. I I. I, I I think that is maybe true from like their persona on the outside, but yeah. kind of hanging out with these guys, they've got huge hearts. Oh my God. Yeah. Big and, giant hearts. And, Absolutely. And they're, they actually just, they, they too want to just figure it out. So do the conservatives. Yeah. But, yeah. Of but, course. But you're stuck. Yeah. You get stuck. Yeah. I have a new show that I'm doing on a television show called Enlighten Ups Shift Happens. Mm. And it's all about finding your ship when you're, uh, your ship, your <laughs> shift when you're stuck. Uh huh. Because it, we're all in that stuckness. Yeah. And it's like, how can we find new alternative ways mm -hmm. of examining this with critical thought and spirit and so forth? How can you take this in a different direction and being accountable, for instance? And of course, I'm generalizing. Absolutely, they have great hearts. And so do. Many of these people, that's why I'm trying to invite them in this kind of this, this new way of, uh, you know, possibility, you know, yeah. basically. Yeah. So you, you invite them. You, they don't, they're not all going to RSVP or even right away. Right. But you say, you know what? I've got some, some pretty cool things going on in my life. Maybe you want to you know, just experience this or hear, hear my experiences because mm -hmm. I've been you before mm -hmm. and I'm still you mm -hmm. when I'm in traffic <laughs> <laughs> or, or, you know, many times, but you see, know, I'm, it's not like you're, you know, you grow and you go, oh, I'm the best now, right. you know. But, I mean, that's, no. that's the thing about it is it's awareness yeah. of our stuff and that it's like, yeah, it's like, you know, we have all this expansion and we learn to love ourselves more and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. And yet we still have these triggers and they still yeah. trigger us and we, you know, we still need our love. That's and how you that. open up today. It's like you're, yeah. you're getting a spiritual quandary and I mean, you just admit it and you, yeah. you give it some truth and some voice. Yeah. And then, you know, you might get some suggestions from other people or it usually just comes from within. Yeah. Is when you take the time to do it, when you process it, and when you have you have all the tools now. Yeah. You taught me a lot of the tools when yeah. you were my therapist, which we never got to today. <laughs> Kelly was my therapist and changed me and got me divorced and remarried. I did. And then married us. I did. And then I, and then, I have to go to submit and see if she really is a I, minister. I really am. I've done many of them. They're I all know. still married. I know. They're all well, still we might all still be married. Legally, who knows? But but also the, the the kind of the other part of that story is is that I was officiating Craig's 
wedding the day before my dad died and yeah. I was in no oh, that's why I was in Hawaii so it was a that was a heavy duty thing for was, me and way heavy for you yeah it and was, it was I have to tell you I don't know if I mentioned this before but it was very surreal for me I'm sure I now I'm going to tell you why uh, okay so first of all you had told me on Thursday that you called your dad and had a big cleansing and yeah. I, I could quote you it was something like Dad, I stood on a spot that was one of the worst moments yeah, of my it's life. In my one, it's the end old. of my one-woman show. Yeah, yeah and yeah. I stood on a spot, and I remember you telling me that you had this cleansing, and he mm-hmm. said something like, that's great, dear. Or yeah. so, you know, He was really happy to yeah. hear this. And you were having a wonderful time at this wedding. Because mm-hmm. it was very, you know... It's beautiful. We were in the, the beach of Hawaii. Not only that, it's like why we were there. Even. Yeah. You had something to do with why we were there, yep. that yep. I was able to have this, I manifest this incredible wife. I'm madly in love with the best yeah. human being I ever met. Yeah, And it was just a great feeling just all a around. great feel easy, you're meeting other easy, people yeah. and i remember my friend says she was on a raft with you yeah, in the ocean talking about your dads yeah we were talking about dads yeah yeah exactly your yeah. relationship with your dads i just remember all these things yeah. right i get the call mm-hmm. uh and you gotta find kelly we can't find her and you know dad died mm-hmm. and i'm going Oh boy, mm. this is, I actually didn't want to find you. And now, by the way, I didn't know your condo. You didn't know this part. Right. I was knocking on doors all over for a mile. Oh my God. I was, people, there was rumors. I think she's in that one. I go, Kelly, oh Kelly. God. I was just like, <laughs> I was like yelling all over Hawaii. Oh. Find finding the condo. You were getting a massage. Yeah, and a nap. I was a and massage. a nap and, and a I tur- massage. Turned off my phone. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So then I have to tell you. Yeah. And I, it was so surreal. It was. And I told you before, my son, who's just this innocent <laughs> little funny dude, <laughs> so they were showing the apartment across the way, and he tugs on you. Why are you crying? You go, my dad died. And everyone who saw the apartment across the way from the real estate agent, the poor real estate agent, I'm sure she didn't make one sale. He would tug on the women and go, excuse me, did your dad just die? Because he thought that was the place you grieve is in that little vestibule in my wife's arms. And then I drove you to the airport. That was the surreal part because I just went, you know, how weird is life Mm -hmm. that here I'm driving my therapist mm-hmm. who's meant so much to me and really helped me with my growth and my tra- change and transformation and being able to draw this beautiful moment into my life. And here you are at your, you know, one of your darkest moments of yeah. your life. And I watched you go through the grief. Yeah. Yeah. You went through stages of grief on that drive, oh, of which yeah. was a last minute drive. You weren't sure if you were going to go. That's insane. It was very surreal. And then even to add to the surreal, you're on Larry King that night. <laughs> I'm going... Wait a minute! I just dropped her at the airport. So Larry King, this is so weird. And it was, it was, yeah, it was really odd for me. And I, you know, I just remember you, and I just, I I wanted to be there for you. Mm. And I thought to myself, you know, just do the best you can. Just do the best you can. Just be you. Just be present. And don't have the answers. Yeah, You're not and, have the, answers there's, there's, the what answer is there? There's well, there's yeah. nothing you can say to a person in that moment. There's, Absolutely zero. Yeah, yeah. I nothing. just hope I didn't overstep or anything. No, but, of course not. I mean, I just tried to do, you know, just try to. I think we even had like a little moment of like, this is kind of weird, awkward. Yeah, because I you're think- my therapist. <laughs> Yeah, and now and now you're my client. Right. That's switched on a dime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really weird. It's yeah. like I was. By the way, you owe me a hundred dollars oh, okay. for that hour, right. hour drive. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you can make it eighty. Okay. I'll be all right with eighty. That's I know nice. you didn't charge me that much. You were in your. I was. I was getting. Fetal stages. I was getting my hours at the time. I loved it. By the way, yeah. you're a discount. I love discount. I was a discount. I was a discount. Oh, there's your son. He wants to come in. We're uh, almost done here anyway. Oh, uh, here's my son. Here he comes. I love my boys. Hello. 
You believe how much he's grown. I know. He's taller than me. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> I know. When he arrived, you go, oh, you brought little people. Yeah. I well, said, well, young. go back to back. Young. Okay, young. Okay. I didn't meant little. He's 14. Okay. I know. Great age. Already Hello. Get, already what? getting more ass than I ever did. <laughs> By the way, I'm trying to give him advice. Yeah. Here's the problem with being honest. Yeah. And I'm honest on stage and I'm all, and off. Mm-hmm. Tell my kids stories all the time. I told them stories since the day they were born. It's one of my little things that I love to do. Mm. We do that and gratitude lists. Mm-hmm. These are the two staples that I, you know, created myself. Right. And here's the problem with it, being mm. too honest. I'm trying to give him love advice the other day, or girl advice. He goes, Dad, you were a loser. <laughs> <laughs> and I have nothing to say in yeah, return. No. So now all credibility's out. Yeah. I'm trying to say, don't do this or try this, be respectful. You were losing. You didn't know anything. You didn't even have girls. Yes. I got tons of girls. Yeah. I, okay. <laughs> that's the end of that. That's the end of that speech. Pretty much. Yeah. He just shut that one in its tracks. Yeah. Pretty much. And that's kind of his job at fourteen is to kind of you know like guess what, Dad? I'll take I'll take over here. Oh, he has a new word for me, by the way. Oh. Here's another thing I do. Yes. I see girls uh-huh. that I think are attractive. Right. And I think they would make a nice match with my son. <laughs> right. Now, what am I motivated? You're a babushka by? now. Uh, yeah. So I'll go. <laughs> I don't do this. I don't go, what do you think of her? I don't do it like that. Right. But there's a little version of that. Uh-huh. Dad, you're a lurk. <laughs> you're a lurk. <laughs> I'll go, who's Pam on Facebook? <laughs> she looks cute. <laughs> I, I I don't talk like that. I don't suddenly start talking like an idiot father, but I actually do say, don't you think she's cute? I want to know his standards and what his practices and right. his, who he finds attractive. And I'm also trying to prevent that he goes certain directions. Right. I do not want him yeah, going good, to, good luck mean, with that, Dad. to mean girls. Right. I do not want him to go through yeah. that. Guess what? Like, Guess I'm, what, Dad? His job is to be him, yeah. and your job is to be you. Right. And 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 if he goes towards mean girls, he'll he hopefully will learn quickly. That's the point. Yep. Is how quickly, or is it going to be God's a slow motherfucker? <laughs> <laughs> I don't want him to go through it. This, the divorce from his mother cost I, me a million dollars, and I'm know, in pain. I know the parenting. The I'm parent, broke. The I'm parent going bankrupt. Wants to protect the child from the mistakes they made. Exactly. I, I get tell it. him that all the time. I, I said I'm it. stuck in this position yeah. where I'm I'm going, and then you have the whole drug thing. Yeah. You know, don't know. do drugs. What'd you do, Dad? Yeah. I'm, okay. I, <laughs> I did them every single day of my life, and I drank like a fish starting at 13 years old. Okay? There's my truth. It all started with weasel piss. I combined booze from other babysitting jobs, and I drink it down, closing my nose. What am I supposed to do? I wrote a movie about it, totally uh, baked, com- all inspired by him asking me if I smoke pot. I have to admit these things. I don't know what else to do. I, because I, then you're living a lie. I think that's all you can do. Yeah. I mean, but he gets it, though. It's, I mean, he's sitting right here. He's, yeah, he, yeah. he's heard all this. He, he, he knows it. And I'm not going to try to hide it from him. I think it makes our relationship better. By the way, don't we have a better relationship lately? We had a big uh, fall, not like a breakthrough. Mm-hmm. You know, we, were, we got heavy. Good. And I admitted some of these things. It's, you know, I just want to be a good dad. And well, that's my biggest goal and a great husband. And a great comic, too, and bring laughter to people. Those are the simple goals that it's all boiled down to after all of that. So let's take a pause. <laughs> I feel like we're going to pray. <laughs> we're not praying, You no. scared me. <laughs> we actually have to go. Oh, good. No, um, <laughs> no I'm totally kidding. No, he is I meant good that I'm going to get some air. Yeah, exactly. He's going to get some more water and wow. some fresh air. It did get very humid in here. It's very humid by the beach. Uh, thank you, Craig, for coming. You are a delight. Uh, and I, I love that we have 10 different versions of our relationship. F- friends, therapist, officiant, 
You help me with my one-man show. Uh, and, all you all know, sorts of things. All it's, these it's, things. Fa- it's fantastic. So if you want to find anything about Craig, go to craigshoemaker.com. He's mm-hmm. got all of his stuff there. This is a man... You know, fuck Howard Stern and the king of all media. I believe Craig Shootmaker is now the king of all media. He's, he's children's books, he's got DVDs, films, CD, radio, CD just went cardboard. Live I have a pot movie and children's books. Does anything Pretty make soon sense? you're going to have a blimp. You're going to have a blimp. You'll be writing for Goodyear. It'll be amazing. I wish I had the money that people think I have. They uh, go, you're a great marketer. Don't we Don't yeah. we all wish yeah. we had the money that people think we yeah. have? Uh, so everyone, All my shows, by the way, you can go see me. Go look at my tour dates. Go Come look at, see my shows. Go I'm in see, can, can I tell you, people, please go see Craig. I don't care what kind of comic you love. You literally, your pain will be laughed out. Your teeth will hurt. You may vomit in your mouth. And like me, <laughs> I don't do sit-ups, but when I leave Craig's show, I feel like I've done about 200 sit-ups. My stomach hurts so, so much. So if you don't feel well, come see me. Come see him. He will heal you with Open his laughter. Open up and say, hi, baby. I'll fill that prescription to Love Master. <laughs> wow, go to the Love Master on Twitter, it, Craig Shoemaker on my fan page, very, if you dare. It's very creepy, uh, the Love Master thing. But love it. Uh, I will not be here next week. I'll be doing my live show in Santa Monica. I'll be back the following week, probably with a call-in show or an octagon table show. Who knows? Catch my, if you're Sirius XM friends of mine, catch my, uh, my Sirius XM show for September will be my interview with Phyllis Diller for On Comedy, Ooh, which I think you'll really enjoy. Love her. And uh, what else? What else? I want to thank everyone at Smodcast for doing everything they do for me. I so appreciate it. And I'm really excited because I have a new uh, song here today to play. By, it's called Progress, and it's by a gentleman named Aaron David Gleason, and he sent it to me. And I love when they send me music, and I like it. It's really bad when they the send way, me music. By the way, how can my like, fans listen to this show that we just did? Smodcast.com yeah. forward slash S-I-R or go to iTunes and type in Kelly Carlin and my podcast will come up and they can archive it and subscribe and support me also. Nice. There you go. I had fun. Okay. Here's progress uh, by Aaron, uh, hold on, Aaron David Gleason. You guys have a great week and uh, thank you all. It was a long cold night when I looked at the moon I hadn't made a lot of progress landing on seeing you But even in the middle of the pain, sorrow and strife I don't wanna hide I'm in the My progression 
This has been a production of Smodco Internet Radio. Seven days a week, Smodco Internet Television pumps out new content like a porn star. On Mondays, Comic Head pummels you with profanity-laden comic book reviews. Tuesdays, Smarchive takes you into the Wayback Machine with great moments in Smystery. Wednesday, Jay flexes his journalistic prowess with Muse News. Thursday, things get animated with the Smodco Cartoon Show. Friday, Kevin and Jen bring you this morning show and tell straight from their living room. Saturday, relive a hilarious clip from Jay and Silent Bob Get Old. And Sunday, Kevin Ralph goes Holly Weird on Bit O Babble. Smodco Internet Television. Bookmark us, bitch. YouTube.com slash CSmod.